Welcome. Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast, where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness. And now, here are your hosts, personal trainer and RNs, Matt and Jenna Lane. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. I hope you're doing well. My name's Matt. My name's Jenna. And today we have a guest on that I was a little blindsided that I was actually able to weasel him on here. <laughs> um, this is Dr. Peterson, our veterinarian that has saved us in many, many crises. And uh, we're super, super, super happy to have you on. Thank you for being here. Absolutely, man. It, it, uh, it's actually an honor. I've been listening to the podcast since the very beginning. And you and I kind of had a little messaging going back and forth and when you asked yeah i'm really happy to be here so thank you both of you that's awesome that's awesome um guys before we dive into the podcast feel free to leave a review if you like or hate this podcast um we just want an honest review on itunes it helps this podcast grow um today we are still talking about implementing behavior change for your long-term wellness and happiness um i actually had somebody ask me what are you going to do with your veterinarian on? Like, how does that <laughs> really, that guy yeah. Like how does that <laughs> pertain? Um, but you know, honestly, what it really is, is that we followed him from another veterinarian clinic just because of, of who he is. And of course he's an incredible doctor, but I mean, just because of who he is, like what he puts off, how he is. And, um, like you can, you can just so tell that he gives a crap about what he's doing. There's a real reason behind it. And that's what I kind of wanted to dive into what is behind that passion? What, why is it that it's that that makes you happy? Um, but before we dive all the way into it, at the top of every show, we hit you with our gratitude point. Gratitude point. This gratitude point, is, can, it can be small, it can be large. It's something to sort of give you perspective in when times are good, when times are bad, and knowing that there's always something to be grateful for. Should I go first or should you go I'll first? I'll go first. All right, you go first. And I'm going to cheat and say I'm grateful for you. <laughs> I, okay, you've acted as our therapist. <laughs> That's and my part-time job. And <laughs> our crises. Um, I mean, there's been several times where, um, you know, you've, you've operated on Lily how many times? I mean, <laughs> good Lord. But, uh, you know, we went through a surgery with Roman recently where, you know, we really went back and forth about having a big surgery. He's older, um, you know, us being medical professionals, but not in the animal world. We had our own twist on what we thought. And I know we came back to you, I, I don't know, four or five times before we were finally like, okay, well, we'll listen to you since you're the expert. <laughs> since you've done this for a little while. <laughs> and and I'm really grateful for that because um, Roman certainly has much better quality of life now that he's had his leg fixed. I mean, we can walk almost a mile before he awesome. starts kind of petering out there. But, um, you know, he, he couldn't walk to the backyard before without no, he was really limping. So, he was in yeah. shape. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that's added a lot of life to his years, however long that might be. So yeah. thank you. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, Mine's sort of along the same lines, medical technology. Uh, we were actually talking a little bit before we hopped on here. Um, and what can be done, you know, because all, all Jenna and I know is healthcare for humans. And to know what technology is out there uh, for animals is incredible. But I think that medical technology, I mean, 
we live in an incredible time and I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, that, that ability to just have that, like to just dial it up and be like, yeah, all right, I got to go to the hospital or I got to go to the vet. Like, it's just, it's a possibility and it's not that way everywhere. So, well, and yeah, along those same lines, I know that we talked right before his procedure and I told you, said, Hey, look, I'm going to get some continuing education on this new ACL procedure. I mm -hmm. think it's going to be a real good fit for Roman. Um, so there, yeah, that goes along the lines of technology, man. It's, mm -hmm. uh, I love it. Yeah. Especially when you can apply it to a medical field. So. Yeah. And uh, by all means, if you have one, awesome. If not, no biggie. I do. I do. I've been thinking about this. <laughs> okay, um, cool. So mine is kind of broad, um, but I am uh, really thankful for opportunity um, all throughout my life and i think everyone's life you are presented with opportunities uh, some you take some you don't um, and i think sometimes i'll look back on my life and say wow I, I wish maybe i would have done that or taken this opportunity but the fact that it was there for me and i was the, had the ability to take advantage of some of those opportunities i fully feel like that that's where i am today because again i had those yeah. opportunities and i took them and made the most made the best of them that's yeah. the big thing i like that i, I love yeah. it um, I'm going to try not to talk too much. I really want you to, to dive in here. You know, you know how I do that, but to, yes, to, to start this off, um, should we start off by talking about how we, how we found him or should we start with how he found veterinarian? I mean, you lead it. You yeah, I think, I think that's, you know, kind of give us a backstory of why you chose a career you chose, like how fitness has played into that. Um, kind of give us a, our, your background story. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to when I was a young kid, uh, I always liked working with my hands. Um, so, uh, and I always had kind of a special interest in science. So I, as I started going through college, um, I started thinking about, well, where could I apply my love of science and the love I have of working with my hands? And of course, always growing up with animals, I just felt like that that was a, a natural fit. Um, it was uh, not an easy road. Um, I always tell people, look, I was never the smartest person in my class, but I did work hard. And that's what I've always um, had the ability to do is just kind of put my head down and, and keep going forward. Um, in fact, if we got a little bit of time, I just got a quick little backstory. Yeah, on that. please. Yeah, I graduated um, from Florida State with a degree in biology, um, and I was working for a small animal veterinarian in Tallahassee. And I was dating this girl at the time. And we were having lunch outside of the hospital and I was just complaining about, I'm not getting any closer to my dream. I'm not gonna get into vet school. I mean, what am I doing? And she said, well, why don't you do something about it? I said, yeah, why don't I do something about it? Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I went in right then and I called down to Gainesville and I said, uh, I had a buddy that was in med school down there and I said, are there any apartments in your apartment complex available? Hmm. He said, yeah, I'm moving out of my one bedroom, I'm getting a two bedroom. So bottom line is within two weeks, I was down in Gainesville working wow. at the vet school in the ICU as a nurse, um, working at Chili's and also working at a horse farm too, had three jobs at Good the time. Good Lord. Yeah. Did not get in my first year. So the second year rolls around, I made an appointment with the Dean of Students every two weeks and said, what do I got to do? And he would give me a list. I would go back the next two weeks, did it. How about now? Now I want to do, and I just kept doing that. And I always make the joke that um, they let me in because he was tired of me coming to the last. <laughs> we'll take it. Hey, we'll take it. Yeah. But yeah, so that's uh, kind of how I, kind of how I got there. That's fantastic. That's an awesome opening to your story. Mm -hmm. Um, dang. So 
and that just goes to show you like the ignorance that I think, well, I know that I have, but like, I didn't even know that there was a nurse of, you know, like all we know is human medical right. world. I mean, I didn't, I did not even know that there was a nurse in the veterinarian world. Yeah. So it's a little bit of, I guess, semantics with that. Um, there's a big push by the veterinary community to, um, people that have education to be a veterinary medical assistant, mm -hmm. if you want to call them that. Okay. Um, if they have the education, then we want to start calling them veterinary nurses rather than a technician, which is what they have traditionally been called. Okay. So um, I, I'm very, I guess, careful about that because, okay. you know, all the nurses that I work with uh, at our hospital, I have the utmost respect for them. And so it, to me, it, that term is, it's a sign of respect, Yeah. you know, and, and I think sometimes when someone calls them a technician, it, it's, it's, it's a, there is, there's a certain hierarchy right. there. Yeah. I, I think yeah, you, absolutely. You, yeah. You take some of the, uh, medical background out of it when you say technician versus nurse. Yeah. To me. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So they're trying to actually get that changed from a legal standpoint. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. Bef before we go even farther, um, I've told a few people that I'm going to have you on here. Um, and my next question, how did you become so damn sexy? <laughs> You have to ask my mom and dad about you that. You know, I, I mean, I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, I've told Jennifer for years that I have. I'm really man crushing on you. I have I have never been able to look at another guy. Like I can tell if he's got a good physique. I get that, but I've never been able to look at another guy and be like, "That's a good looking guy." But the first time I saw you, I think Jenna and Jenna and I probably had the same exact thought. We're like, "Who is this guy?" Well, but yeah, that's funny. Every everybody I talk to, they're like, "Oh, you're having who on the podcast? I'm gonna listen and look at that one." Yeah. Well, that's funny. Um, that, well, I appreciate that. Thank yes, you. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've joked that it's probably all females that bring their pets to you. It's, it's not a whole lot of dudes. They, they probably are a little bit overrepresented. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's how I met my wife, actually. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she was a client, and uh, she works with Rescue. Uh, she did back then, and she still does today. Okay. Um, yeah, and she came in. Uh, she was actually married at the time, and I was engaged to other people. Dad come. All right. <laughs> but that didn't work out. Uh, so a couple years later, we both found ourselves single, and uh, yeah, the rest awesome. is history. Good for y'all. Yep. Good for y'all. That's cool. Lucky girl. <laughs> Um, You're such a mess. Hey, it's the truth. That's the truth. So, and where is where are you actually located? Because you you were at you were at a clinic, and then yep. you started your own clinic. When did you start your own clinic? So we started uh, the new clinic June twenty first of uh, twenty sixteen. So we've been there a little over three years. It's been now. that long? Yeah. Okay. It was a pre existing practice um, where uh, the current owner was looking to retire. Um, okay. So. It just worked out. The timing was great. Um, so we actually moved into, can I say the, the name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's Cordova Animal Medical Center. Yeah. And we're off Langley. Um, it's right there next to the butcher shop behind Walgreens at that like Bermuda Triangle of Roads. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll put the, uh, if you're watching or listening, we'll put the address in there. Any social media stuff, the phone numbers, everything, we'll put it in there. Okay. Cool. Yep. So what was the, what was the push to go out on your own? Yeah. Um, Wanting to do things the way I thought that they should be done. Okay. Um, I had two other partners at the previous practice, um, and somebody told me a joke, and they said, in heaven, 
there's always going to be two empty seats and that's going to be for the two business partners that actually worked out. It's just really hard <laughs> <laughs> for everybody to be, you know, focused on the same thing. Yeah. So I just wanted to do things a little bit differently. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to do it myself. Okay. Give it a shot anyway. Okay. So take me through what's like a normal day or no, what's a normal week for you in terms of like how busy you are and whatnot. Sure. So, um, cause you're growing pretty friggin' fast. We are. Yeah. Which is great. Which is a real blessing. Um, it, it makes me feel good because I, I, I feel like if you do a good job, you practice quality medicine and you're honest, things should work out. The business and, will come and, to and, you. Right. Yeah. And, and it really has, um, you know, I've had the ability within the last year to hire a full-time associate. Uh, so it's two of us there now. Okay. Um, and I would say the week starts off pretty hectic. Uh, Mondays are pretty rough. Okay. Uh, as you can imagine, things happen mm -hmm. on the weekends, especially okay. on Sundays. Sure. Um, so once we get through kind of the Monday emergency rush, settle into some surgeries. Um, I do have Wednesdays off, so. And that's why he's here yeah, recording yeah, the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> um, my guilty pleasure is movies. I love going to see movies. Awesome. Uh, so on Wednesdays, I go by myself. People think that's weird, but. No, I actually, <laughs> actually, we have a good friend, Craig, Craig Kahn. He does that all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's, yep. it's fantastic. It's very cathartic. Um, I mm. turn my cell phone off, just sit in the dark for two hours wow. and watch a good movie. That's so, rad. Um, yeah, then we wrap the week up and then Saturdays are, are pretty crazy. And then a little downtime on Sunday. So, okay. Okay. About it. So pretty busy to yeah. say the least. Oh yeah. Um, but you've you've been into some form of fitness you've i mean you've always been like you're you're freaking huge how tall are you six three okay i mean tying up with you would be a nightmare i mean you're <laughs> very big guy like and you've been into fitness ish physical like what does that history look like so and, and i was kind of messaging you a little bit about that last night yeah um so growing up i was always real skinny uh, very mm -hmm. tall and super skinny uh, yeah i think at one time um, maybe my sophomore year in high school, six, three, like 160, 165. Okay. Um, and so I just, I, I hated the way that I looked. Mm. I did just always thought I was real skinny and just so very depressing for me. Purely just the looks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just, I didn't like the way that I, I that I looked. I, I was always, um, as far as ath athletic, I was always athletic. I played a lot of sports in, in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, but and I was always fairly strong, but I would, you know, I look around at other people and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm so much stronger than that guy, but he's so much bigger than I am, you know? So, right. um, I think that's what kind of started it initially. Um, now I've, I've changed a lot since then. Um, probably within the last five years, my goals have been a little bit different. Um, when you run your own business, um, or in this medical field, as you know, it's stressful yeah super mm -hmm. stressful uh yeah. so i've had some hypertension problems hmm. um where i've had to get on some medication but just recently i've been able to get off all of my yeah yep. good for you That's yeah all awesome. my ace inhibitors uh just from merely doing more cardio and, and refocusing um my exercise really okay so so i'm gonna dive in dive in even further so what does your actual exercising look like so i would say if you ask me that uh you know, five years ago or even 10 years ago, I would do five minutes maybe of cardio. Right. And then it was all like lifting heavy. Okay. Deadlifts, tons of bench, uh, just anything that was heavy. That's what I wanted mm -hmm. to do. Um, then through a uh, several orthopedic 
surgeries. Okay. I've, had, I've had three rotator cuff repairs, uh, two bicep tendon, a torn pec major, and shattered my tibia training for a, a tough mutter run. So okay. had some issues there. Okay. Um, so now uh, when I go in, I'm at least 30 minutes of cardio. I try to split that up, do some sprint training uh, hmm. on the treadmill, and then do some elliptical. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I hit the weights too, but just not like I used to. Okay. So it's more cardio focused. Do you feel like that's healthier for you? It does. Right now, absolutely. From a function standpoint or from a mental standpoint? Both. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. You know, um, I've actually gotten to where I enjoy the aerobic portion of it, which mm -hmm. is before I can stand it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think part of it is because I do know that it's doing a lot for my body. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not just the way I feel, but the way my doctor feels, you know, about my checkups. Right. So um, I think that also um, just makes me feel a lot better about what I'm doing right now. Okay. So, and what I was leading up to that is how do you find time with running your own practice and trying to balance your own life with fitness? Because, you know, a lot of people's excuse is, well, I don't have the time. Right. If I said to you, why do you have the time? Why is that? I just think you have to make the time. You know, it has to become my priority in your life. Um, and it is. It, it's one of the top priorities in my life right there with my wife in the business, you know, and our dogs and cats. Um, I, you just have to make that conscious decision. That's why I'm up at 4:35 in the morning at the gym. You know, back home cooking a good breakfast, okay. um, trying to eat healthy too. That's something that I've always tried to do. Uh, but you're right; it, it does take time. But you have to carve that time out for yourself. And man, I tell you what: like at the end of the week, if I've really hit all of my high points at the gym that I wanted to, it's an amazing feeling, isn't it? Yeah. It, uh, you know, not just the business aspect of it, but the accomplishment. Look, I set out to do all of these. I've met mm -hmm. all of my goals. Yeah. And it just gets me so psyched for the next week. So what? And I said, I wasn't going to hijack this conversation. I'll let you slip in here. Yeah. I have trouble with these conversations because I, I like to just sit here. I'm more of an observer or a listener than I really am an active, engaging conversation person. So I do get lost in these conversations because I enjoy them so much. And see, I'm a nerd. I love diving into the psychology of, you know, like, so my next question was going to be, why is it that you wake up at 4 30 why wouldn't you want to sleep like for you have you found that training in the morning or waking up early like some people say i'll go at night like why does that work for you for me it, it really does it gets me ready for the day um and so i have a real hard time sleeping um what i do when i go home and i lay down i start thinking about every single case that i had that day or the oh. previous day and could I have done something a little bit different, a little bit better? Got to make that mental note to call Miss Miller about Fluffy. And, oh, I wonder how Roman is doing at home. I got to make sure to call Matt and see how they're doing. You know, so yeah. all that stuff goes through my head, you know. Um, so to get up, go to the gym, it really gives me, you know, about an hour and a half, an hour just to clear my thoughts and get ready for the day. Okay. So it's mental preparation, too, to be honest with you. Okay. Okay. Now, you said, like, it's, you said going to, like, have you ever done, like, meditation or like deep breathing work or anything like that because you said that about the movies which makes me kind of yeah. wonder um i haven't um yeah. i've got a real good friend uh he's a veterinarian in town as well and he's uh trying to turn me on to this meditation app i haven't pulled the trigger on it yet what's it called i don't know he I, I, he keeps talking about it and i'm obviously not listening very hard <laughs> i don't know what it is <laughs> well there's one that i use it's called headspace um, it's a really, really good one. I think mm -hmm. there's another one out there called Calm. Uh, but yes, by all means, give it a shot. See, I think you're definitely very open enough oh, yeah. to absorb it. Yeah, I'm interested. Like, I've tried the Headspace, and I I really couldn't get into it. I Like, the 
the person's voice kind of bothered me. <laughs> and I kept thinking, I kept going off in tangents thinking about this person's voice rather than mm -hmm. like thinking about what he was saying. Yeah. Um, but I like the getting up and being active in the morning. I like that kind of meditation and mo motion. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you work yourself hard enough where you really can't really think about anything else or, or worry about the day. You just got to focus on what you're doing. And that's what, yeah. And that's exactly how I, that's my mindset when I go in. It's funny you said that about the voice. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and so I'm always walking around the house. My wife and I, it's like dueling podcasts, you know, so okay. she's got hers going, I've got mine. And she's always, I don't see how you listen to that. That person's voice is terrible. <laughs> I'm like, it's the content. Eh? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it seems, I mean, you really balance, you really balance everything it seems. And like every time, like, Every time I come into your office for the dog, by the way, if you guys can hear snoring or anything, the dogs of all podcasts, we said, all right, we will endure the snoring. So I hope that it's not too bad for you guys. But of all the times we, we have we, all, we put them to sleep. All, yeah. <laughs> all three of them are underneath our feet right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, every time I'm there, like you just exude so much like happiness and like, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Does that wear on you? Does that wear on you pouring that out? Is it difficult to pour it out at times? I think sometimes I go home and my, and, and Caroline, my wife, she looks at me and she's like, it's a rough day, huh? Yeah. And it does, you know, that level of emotion and dedication, it, it stays with you. And I do, and I, and I do take it home and I, you know, and I feel, I feel like if you're a veterinarian and you don't feel that way, you probably should be doing something else. Yeah. 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 You know, I agree um, with that. but, uh, but yeah, it can be difficult yep. at times you know especially you know if i have a really sick patient or we're discussing some really bad lab results and then i have to go into the next room which is a new puppy or kid yeah okay you know, gotta okay. be excited you know so yeah it can be yeah, making that transition okay yeah okay yeah. well from a, a patient standpoint we so appreciate the follow-up phone calls the interest the you know we've come in with some random crises and you guys, <laughs> everyone in your clinic has just really walked us through, especially, oh my gosh, when Lily had her ear thing mm -hmm. happen and she was like spewing blood all over the house. Um, I think we called in a panic a couple of times. <laughs> so we so appreciate um, that outpouring of just, I mean, we can feel it yeah. from everyone your clinic we've got a great staff i mean we really do yeah um, we all have the same love and the same passion for what we do and, and i'm glad that it shows because that's truly how we feel yeah that's what it matters is. i mean that thinks i think that's why people continue to come back i think that's why someone who uh, you know lives in milton is willing to drive past you know 10 other clinics to, to yeah. get to yours because it, it matters that feeling important and knowing that you care well and you know like at any doctor's office or whatever, maybe there's like one person there. It's like, eh, okay, everybody else was real cool except for that one person. Yeah. Like, there's not one person there that isn't just so awesome. Seriously, I agree. Yeah, I, I like I said, I it's a nurse a veterinary nurse slash technician appreciation week this week. Okay, so, cool, awesome. Yeah, and um, and I I try to appreciate them every day, but um, yeah, they're an amazing staff. And you know, honestly, I I couldn't do anything that I do without them. And I, and I try to tell them that all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're a valuable part of the team for sure. Well, you guys are fantastic. I would, I, I will bet that some of them are listening right now. So you guys are awesome. Seriously. Thank you so much. I did tell them maybe two or 300 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to, to, to talk about sort of the, the service or the surgeries or, you know, basically what you have done for us, like 
I did not have our veterinarian on because he is just another veterinarian. Like he's here for a real reason um, that he has a passion for it, but he's also incredible at what he does. This, this office is incredible at what they do. Um, and to speak to what he is, he and his crew has actually done for us. Lily, our oldest dog has had bilateral replacements of what was it? Well, ACL. Okay. It was the ACL. Okay. Okay. And then, um, Roman had the same thing. He had a, he had, and that's actually recently healed. Lily had an ear hematoma. Yep. I don't, I, and uh, she's also had, she, you've disimpacted her <laughs> yes. three yes. times. Yeah, Lily <laughs> likes to eat toilet paper. Good Lord. So uh, to say that they go above and beyond, uh, yeah. it's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, I think the first time, it was either the first time or the second time with Lily eating the toilet paper or whatever she ate. <laughs> Matt took some like some stuff back with an apology note like please forgive us. <laughs> I felt I felt ridiculous A as a parent and then B as like it's the third time that he's had to do this. It happens all the time. <laughs> so w- with balancing everything, what is one thing that you feel like you struggle with regularly? As far as business or personally business anything. Um so from a personal standpoint, you know, I just mentioned that I do give a lot of myself emotionally sure. uh, at my job, which I, it just comes natural. I don't try or not try. It's just how it is. Right. Um, a lot of times Caroline will tell me, you know, you're acting a little closed off right now and I don't feel close to you because you just seem a little bit distant. And it's because I have all that in my head it's going around and around and around. And so I really have to make, a, I do have to make a conscious effort when I get home to kind of step back a little bit and appreciate her and ask her about her day and, mm. you know, and try to make her feel like she knows I feel in my heart, but it's a lot of times it's hard to get out of my head. So, Do you have a ritual that you do to kind of mentally unload before you get home? <laughs> I do, actually. <laughs> really? I do. Um, well, so we, we worked this out years ago because uh, she is – I don't know if you've ever heard there's a book called love languages oh yeah okay so there's five love languages right um, yeah mine is affirmation and hers is touch for sure uh so when i would get home she would want a big hug you know and come here and how's your day and it just didn't go well you know so, <laughs> so uh, on the way home um she makes sure that there's nothing really waiting for me as far as obstacles are concerned and so i can come in i feed the dogs feed the cat i feed the fish i go take my shower i'm listening to my podcast during that time and then when i come out then that's when we kind of sit down and <sighs> okay, okay i feel better now yeah but wow. yes so I, I do that every day when i come home oh. that same thing and she allows me to we really took us some time to work through that okay but, um it's yeah. a lot it took a lot of self-awareness though because i mean yeah i i believe and i know that some people will just continue that pattern and continue that pattern so good on you good on y'all yeah, and it took some arguments too, you know. <laughs> but if you're not arguing, you're not you're not trying. So. There you go. <laughs> um, this is kind of a big one, kind of a deep one, um, and I feel that it's different for everyone. But what is your definition of happiness? So, I would say, and I'm going to kind of relate this back to what I do for a living. Okay. When I think about what I do and and how that provides me happiness is I, I think of myself as a conduit between the animals and their owners and the love that they both share for each other. 
because you bring your dog into me and you say, doc, my dog is sick. I don't know what to do. I love this dog. And so I'm that channel that then you're, we can express that love through getting that dog better, getting that cat feeling better, you know? So I, when I walk in after a dog or a cat's been sick and I explain what happened and this is how we're going to fix it, it's just, it's like no other feeling in the world. You know, it, it really is. It, to know that I am that, that channel between that love between the animal and the owner, it's, it's great. It's amazing. Holy crap. That's, wow. That's something I've never, obviously I've never experienced that, but that's, damn, that's a great way to put that. It's special. It is. That's really, yeah. really special. Yeah. And that really does bring me true happiness, which obviously is why I do what I do. But, um, you know, going into it, you don't know how you're going to feel, yeah. um, but it, it really does. It's a special, special feeling. Hmm. True happiness, in my opinion, for me. Okay. Yeah. And you know what, since we're on this topic of talking about, you know, the clinic, you had sort of mentioned that you had something that you wanted to mention. Yeah. So um, I, I asked you guys, I know both of you work in hospice and um, something that we deal with every day in veterinary medicine are very sick animals. Um, and they will get to a point where whatever the disease process is or the injury is, it could be a terminal disease or old age, you know, liver failure, renal failure, whatever the case may be, there may be a point in time where the quality of life is to the point where that animal is suffering. Yeah. In my world, I have the ability to humanely end that suffering. Right. Um, and I told you guys a little story before we came on about my father who passed away of esophageal cancer. And basically the medical community said, we've done all we can do for you now go home and die. And it took almost a year for that to happen. Um, as I said, he couldn't talk anymore, stomach tube in, so he couldn't eat. And if you, you know, my father was one of those guys that he, there's, everybody he met was his best friend. So he loved to talk. Yeah. He loved to cook, you know, and so the things that brought him good happiness, good quality of life, he couldn't do anymore. Yeah, yeah that's tough. There's nothing that we could do for him except for just watch and cry. Really, yeah. <laughs> it was rough. That sucks. So, in that sense, I feel like that from an ethical standpoint, we have more options for our animals than than the medical community on the human side provides yep. us, which is sad. Well, and so I remember I came I came, I came in for, with one of the dogs one day, and again because I'm ignorant to veterinary medicine, um, I did not realize the extent of medicine that there is. Like, um, you know, to the listener. In the medical field, there is so much that can be done. You can be put on dialysis for your kidneys. Human I mean, medical field. Sorry, that. Yes, that. Well, long story short, like, you know, we can do open heart surgery. We can do pretty much anything but replace your brain, you know. I knew that, but we were talking one day, and we're like, oh, yeah, like, we do dialysis on dogs, in, like, up in Auburn. And it's just, it blew my mind away to know that. So when we talked a little bit about that, beforehand like that's what hospice is and if you do not know what hospice is it's when someone has typically six months or less to live and their quality of life is not there um so the beauty of what hospice is is you get to provide quality for whatever time you have left um that puts the patient and the family back in the driver's seat exactly and i think that's the biggest difference in your world versus ours is i think you can or at least what's lacking in the, the human medical field is that there's not that whole gamut of conversation, like beginning to end. It's just, what's the next step? This is 
what you should do. This is what we're telling you to do. You're saying that's what human medicine is. Yeah. yeah. Where, because it's so accessible that it's not just, it's not a conversation of if you choose option A, these are actually all the other options that you're choosing. Right. You know, if you choose this surgery, we're going to remove your vocal cords and you'll have a peg tube and the things that you love the most are talking and, and cooking. <laughs> right. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't know you then, but I, I doubt that that was the, the full conversation that was had with your dad, probably. No, it was, you know, this is what we're going to do now yeah. with no understanding of these could be the repercussions down right. the road. Yeah. Right. And, and go ahead. Go ahead. And I think, you know, that's the hardest part of what we do is that we meet these people in their crisis of a lot of them regret the decisions that they made that they made without having the full knowledge of what they were choosing. Exactly. It was just, this is what we recommend. So this is what we're going to do. Um, and I think in, in the animal world, it's a little less, at least in our area, maybe a little less available where, you know, if I wanted to put Roman on dialysis, you know, we'd, <laughs> it's not just immediately available. Right. So, you know, the, the limitations of the options are maybe a little bit more discussed um, than they are in the human world. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, in so in defense of the human medical world, like it's not how most nurses, general nurses or most uh, doctors are trained. It's just not mm -hmm. how they're trained. Um, you know, we know unbelievably intelligent doctors uh, in their field, but they don't know how to, how to have that end of life conversation because it's just not how they were trained. Yeah, and it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. But, but it's so necessary. And, you know, like, so in most States euthanasia or, you know, uh, you know, basically dying on your own accord, it's a, it can be done in Oregon, Oregon. Colorado, yeah. at least Oregon. I know that. Um, and I believe, isn't, isn't it, they, isn't it that they push potassium with, I think it's, I don't know. I yeah. can't speak yeah. to it. I, don't I guess know. I can't speak to that. But like, and we were talking about it before that, you know, and you said this in a different fashion that we treat our, our animals so much better than we do our humans. Um, so how often do you have that conversation? Oh my gosh. Uh, way more often than I like. Really? Um, but I mean, I, I've five or six, I've had to do that five or six times a day before. Wow. Yeah. Oh my Lord. Lord. Yeah. And so some of these are maybe um, long-term patients that have had issues. And so it's been kind of building to that. So you've kind of walked them down that road. Okay. But other ones are, you know, these are acute problems that just popped up, you know, hit my car. Oh. You know, some of those where you, you walk in and you've got mom crying and dad crying and the kids are, and it's uh, to have that conversation. Mm. It's difficult. That, in fact, two Fridays ago, a good friend of mine, she works at another hospital, um, her horse, uh, had cancer and she said it's time and so we went all the way out to Baghdad out there and um really and put her horse down yeah it was tough wow. and she had her whole family there wow mom dad aunts uncles husband yeah and um it's tough yeah and I like I, I, I did not know that you went elsewhere to do that I do um so I at one point in my career I, I did do large animal medicine as well as small animal huh. um so I do have a background uh, in that and in 
for special circumstances, yeah, we'll, we'll go to wow. my patient to do that. Yeah, I mean, it makes it makes sense. It's hard to kind of tough. Yeah, the horse. In. Yeah, it's kind of tough yeah. to check in in the <laughs> office when you get a horse behind <laughs> you. Yeah. We're gonna put yeah. you in room one. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and and just thinking about, I don't think I ever even thought about how often you have to have that conversation mm-hmm. and how much that's gotta suck. Yeah. It, it does. It does. And, you know, I, I do think about, um, and I tell my clients this, I had this one conversation um, when my grandfather was passing away. He um, had congestive heart failure, okay. renal failure, and he's a uh, diabetic for 40 years. And he was in the hospital, and he said, I'm, I'm done. I had a great life. I'm done. And he said, I know it's hard for you, but you can offer that option to your patients. And I know it's hard, but... That is an option that I would choose right now. Wow. And ultimately he did because what he said is, I'm not going to dialysis anymore. You can't make it. Okay. You know, so, um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of how I, I relate it uh, back from the human world to the veterinary medicine yeah. world. Okay. Huh. I love it. Yeah. I don't look forward to that conversation when we have it. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, they're only two years old, so we're, that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's funny because Caroline, uh, my wife, her dog that she brought to our relationship mm-hmm. when we got together, um, I, she said, well, Annie is eight years old. And then the next year, Annie was eight years old. And I said, babe, Annie's been eight for four years now. <laughs> <laughs> don't you don't you change Annie's age. Yeah, yeah our, our dogs are pretty gray, but they're only one and two. They're so. not gray. They've been out they're in the sun. Gray. They've been out in the sun lately. They're not gray. <laughs> That's Matt's answer yeah. every time i'm like they're going gray he's like hey, they're just sun bleached that's all it is that's all it is well you got anything else if you could go back and change anything is there anything you would change in your career in your fitness journey anything you would tell yourself your younger self i guess in my fitness journey i would probably go back and tell myself to slow down a little bit um i got because I loved it so much, I really got very uh, aggressive and pretty hardcore about it, probably to a fault, um, which is why I had so many injuries. Uh, didn't let myself heal properly when I was younger. Um, and I just, I don't think I had the education either that, okay. that I do now as far as fitness is concerned. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody does, right? I mean, right. It, it's amazing world from 10 years ago in the fitness industry. Mm, true. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's what I would probably do. Just say, hey man, slow down a little bit. Yeah. That's like a good it. one. That's a good one. That's a that's a lesson yeah. to all of you out there, yeah. and I can speak to that. Matt, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can speak to that. So, hey, did were you doing like power? Were you doing powerlifting? Was it bodybuilding? Mostly like bodybuilding okay. type stuff. Yeah. Okay. okay. Man after Ron Hart. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, awesome. Um, and tell them because it, it, all this is going to be in the description below or in the YouTube. Um, but where is? Did you say where the actual shop is? What did we say yeah. what the name of the shop is? Yes. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, so yeah, currently we're off of uh, Langley Avenue, uh, right there by the butcher shop. That's right. Um, this is all coming back to me. Sorry. But we do have a brand new hospital in the works. Hey. Uh, so awesome. Yeah, off of uh, Creighton Road. So it's about a half a mile from where we're at right now. Um, and when we get closer to that, um, we'll have a a big grand opening and all that. But I was just there today. I was telling you guys, and they got the roof up and the, the foundation is poured. So I'm really psyched about that. I bet you are. Really happy, man. It's a, um, a lifetime dream, actually can't believe it's coming That's true great. i can't i can't wait for that <laughs> i can't wait for that and actually i'm gonna mark this for the 
for the editing later. Like we got to take a photo or put something on the podcast whenever that happens. Um, oh, cool. That would be that would be awesome to be able because you you know you're hearing this now. Like go look for the post uh, whenever yeah. this. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. So I like to end yeah. our podcast by just kind of wrapping up. And I know we covered a whole gamut of things, but I think one thing that I'm going to take away from this conversation is just that you make the time. You don't just have the time, you make the time. And it, it doesn't work the other way. <laughs> no, like, and starting your day, if, if you were to end your day, and I know I've learned this myself, if you wait till the end of the day, you've got all your excuses that you've gathered all day yeah. to not you know, do whatever fitness routine that you're doing. So I, yeah. I agree with you on that. You got to make the time and starting your day with it, I think is really good meditation in motion. I think the biggest thing that I, I gained I gain from this conversation with you, numerous things, but the biggest thing was in the very beginning, you said you weren't the smartest, but you put your head down and you worked yeah. like you, you, you could not be outworked. And that just, that gives me goosebumps. Cause that's, that's awesome. And that's where, that's why you are where you are. And that's why you, you are continuing to have success. So good for you. Well, and I, I did have a lot of good role models. Uh, my family, I mean, my mom's always been a hard worker and tried to instill that value in me. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I truly believe in that. And if you, if you work hard and you do things right, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. I agree. I don't want to tarnish that ending. That was pan. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Check this veterinarian clinic out. It's awesome. I swear by it. He's gotten out of gotten us out of a lot of mental trauma by our own doing. Um, it's a, he's a fantastic vet, fantastic clinic. Um, we love you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. I really, really appreciate, appreciate you. Have a good time. On. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well. And follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day. Every day.